Welcome to Moving the Needle, a podcast of the American Association of Nurse Anesthesiology. I'm your host, Dr. Dina Valachi, president of the ANA. Thanks for tuning in. It is my pleasure to welcome two prestigious leaders from the association healthcare industry. I'd like to introduce Dave Hebert, ANA's Interim Chief Executive Officer, and Bill Bruce, who will become ANA's new CEO effective June 27th. I am absolutely thrilled to welcome both Dave and Bill to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. And I'd like to begin by inviting each of you to tell a little bit about yourself. Dave? Sure, Dina, and thank you. I've uh, spent most of my career as a health staffer and a lobbyist. I was a chief of staff for then House Majority Whip Roy Blunt at one time. I've worked for the American Healthcare Association. I was the CEO for the American Association of Nurse Practitioners, and I've done a variety of other things throughout my career. Uh, but one of the things I'm most proud of is the fact that uh, I worked for AANA early in my career, from about 1995 to 2003 as Director of Federal Government Affairs. So it was great coming back here for the last nine months to be interim. Well, thank you for that. And Bill, why don't you share a little bit about yourself to our viewers? Thanks, Dina. Uh, it's uh, great to be here. Um, well, uh, I think maybe what's most important is uh, just the past couple of decades. So about 20 years ago, I found my way from various uh, different early IT jobs into my first association job, my first membership association job with the American Psychiatric Association. Uh, it was there that I learned the, the great pleasure of supporting medical professionals as they pursue their passions and help them from association side. I spent about a dozen years with the American Psychiatric Association before moving on to the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, both in technology roles. Um, at the AAOS, I also had a tremendous focus on the value of services that are provided to the organization's members. And that helped me uh, move on to other things with the American College of Occupational and Environmental Medicine, where I've been the CEO for the past five years. Can't tell you how excited I am to be joining AANA later in June as uh, your next CEO. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much for sharing those points. So I want to ask the both of you, as executive leaders, tell us about your leadership styles and values. And what are some of the important things that have brought you success? Dave? Well, I think there's a lot of things that go into success as a leader. I think one of the things is make sure that the staff feel empowered to do their job. No one wants to be micromanaged. And I think the extent to which you place your confidence in the staff uh, to get the job done is, uh, is a good thing. Um, and I think also, you know, to work with uh, the board, work with the membership, it really is a team effort. And I look back of all the things that... Uh, uh, I've accomplished in my career, uh, you know, I would not have accomplished that without uh, a strong staff and support by a board and by the members. So it really is a team effort. And I think someone once said, uh, there's no limit to what you can do if no, no one cares about who gets the credit. Uh, and I think that's really true because there are so many people with a hands-on-deck attitude that if you stand back and you can guide gently, I think you tend to have the most success that way. Well, thank you for that. And what about you, Bill? I think I'll share a little bit about just my core values as a leader. Enumerated several over the years, I think they're the three that are, are the most important are first, honesty. You know, being honest about what you can bring to the table and what you can't is one thing that helps you both with staff and volunteer and member leaders. 
um, transparency, also sharing the uh, the reasoning and the thinking behind the decision making process is essential. I think for for successful leaders, it certainly helped me in my career. And uh, being yourself, uh, being an authentic person. So, you know, everybody has ideas of what they think it's it means to be in a position of leadership. And to me, it just means being being who you are and, and being true to yourself and your own emotions and your own desires and, and your own interests. And I've been fortunate in that that's where my passions have been anyway. And so I think I, that's that's benefited me over my career. Well, thank you for that. So I want to take that, those leadership styles and following your experiences, what do you both see are the biggest factors in healthcare, particularly those that may impact or are impacting nurse anesthesiology? And given that you both have come from different sides, I think this is going to be a real interesting question. So Dave, go ahead. So uh, I think that there's a lot of challenges in, in healthcare these days. Clearly, there's a lot of competition. And I think certainly one of the things that we focus on is reimbursement. And I commend you, Dina, for uh, your passion for making sure that CRNAs get appropriately reimbursed, uh, particularly vis-a-vis -vis their physician colleagues. Uh, this is a very competitive market that we have uh, in anesthesia, but generally speaking, you know, where um, insurance uh, managed care tends to clamp down uh, and there are a lot of pressures. But I also think that we're fighting various things. Obviously, we're, we're still in the midst of COVID. We have uh, an economy uh, which uh, is, is, is stronger, but by the same token, uh, there's also some fragility to it with inflation uh, and things of that nature. Thank you, Dave. And Bill, can you give us your side or your piece of it coming from a different uh, focus from Association Healthcare? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, to elaborate on Dave's points, you know, uh, the economics are essential and will be varied for the next uh, few years. Um, COVID, of course, has had a tremendous effect on how we think about what, uh, well, what essential means across all sectors, particularly within healthcare. And um, one of the things that COVID has helped us begin to be more sensitive to, in addition to mental health, is the impact of our aging population. Uh, COVID particularly uh, highlighted some vulnerabilities in our ability to care for a large amount of our of our more elderly folks and, and people who are already on the edge of being at risk but may not walk around every day thinking of themselves as being at risk. And that had a huge impact across every area of medicine, um, either in terms of the people providing direct care to those suffering from COVID and or to those who were having care that was queuing up while people were being treated for COVID. So I think it turned everything on its head and is forcing us to re-examine the distribution of, of where care and the value of care can be well-placed in the future. So I think as we look at an ongoing aging population, all of these things will begin to feed into how every organization and every specialty, but especially CRNAs will, will need to approach their work. Thank you guys for that. Um, now, a question for you guys is, what can be brought to our association to position us well to the future? Like, especially for you, Bill, what, what do you think you can bring to really get us in that whole perfect spot? Honestly, I think it's kind of early to really be prescriptive about what AANA means. In my early days of learning about this new area of medicine, and so 
I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Every membership organization uh, needs to think about the, the reasons that its members are members and, and how it can continue to retain those members into the future. And it has to do so by providing, by showing value, uh, either through advocacy or education or networking. And the experience that I have is in helping different organizations find new ways to deliver that value. So I think before I could really give something more specific than that, I, I will need to spend a lot of time having a lot of conversations with, with our members, with our leaders, and with our staff, which, uh, you know, again, it's, it, we're, we're kind of early days yet. So um, I know those will come. That'll be, I'll, I'll set a very ambitious schedule to, uh, to, to begin to do that. And I, I look forward to a discussion later this year where we can really dive in a little bit more deeply. Thanks for sharing. Now, I want to have a little fun with you guys for our audience to really kind of get to know you both because um, they may not be able to do that. So my first question to you guys is, what is your favorite book, Dave? Well, I think um, Jackie Robinson's autobiography is one that really resonates with me. And it's entitled, uh, I Never Had It Made. Uh, and I'm, so, I'm a big baseball fan. Uh, and I'm a huge Jackie Robinson fan. So the things that he talked about, the trials and tribulations that he went to uh, in terms of being the first African-American to play in Major League Baseball, uh, uh, it's just incredible. Well, thank you. Okay, now you're up, Bill. I'm going to go with um, with fiction, actually. Uh, favorite book, uh, Andy Weir is, a, is the author. He's in the science fiction genre, and he wrote a, a book called The Martian a few years back, which was... Uh, adapted into a Matt Damon movie. Um, it's a story about how somebody survives and excels by knowing the rules, and more importantly, knowing what rules can be broken safely. That's pretty neat. I would have never thought that, uh, but you know what? I can see that. All right, now my next question for you guys is, and this is going to be for Bill first because you don't get to think about it. <laughs> oh. What music do you enjoy and what is your favorite song? I have quite varied tastes in music and my Apple Music playlist algorithm would probably make most people really confused. Um, it varies uh, depending on what I'm doing. So I listen to everything from um, old school Johnny Cash country western to uh, Dead Mouse and any kind of modern EDM. Um, actually, uh, that may be a better question. The last, the last live performance that I attended was Dead Mouse on, at Navy Pier in Chicago. Um, so I think I appreciate all sorts of music, uh, depending on my mood and, and what I'm doing. That's so, so fabulous. Not, not answer, I know, oh, no, I love it because cool. I, I can do the same genre. So I'm right with you. Nice. Okay, nice. Dave, go ahead. Well, I think given my generation, rock music is still, vintage rock is still uh, something which I love. And, uh, and particularly uh, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, uh, I, can, I can never get enough. Uh, probably my, my, my favorite song would be uh, The Beatles in My Life, a great retrospective of uh, someone thinking about exactly all the people who've contributed to a great life, and uh, uh, that's probably my favorite. My last question for you guys is, what foods do you enjoy? Being Italian, you know i got to ask you about food. <laughs> Dave? Well, I hate to uh, play up to the question, but Italian is actually my favorite. And we have a, uh, a small place that my wife and I go to in a, in a mall. A, it's a, it's, I guess you'd call it a, a, just a little convenient neighborhood mall. Uh, and we've been going there for about 25 years. Uh, and it's uh, authentic Northern Italian uh, food. 
Um, and and so that I could I could eat Italian food probably four or five days a week. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> okay, Val, go ahead. <laughs> Boy, to, to pick a favorite, that would be hard. So I think, so I grew up in, in um, I grew up in a small town in Central California, and we had a large agricultural um, economy. And so a great many of my friends growing up were from Mexico, uh, from different regions of Mexico. And I grew up eating the best homemade Mexican food uh, at all of my friends' houses. Uh, and so now when I'm, as I'm cooking, um, particularly over the past few years, I've paid a lot more attention to my own health. And, and that's unfortunate, I think, both for Italian food and Mexican food, because they are cuisines that don't lend themselves to um, you know, very healthful recipes, particularly not if you're looking at everybody's grandmother's cookbook. But um, I've enjoyed the adventure of trying to adapt some of my favorite foods uh, from, from Mexican, Mexican cuisine uh, to being a bit more healthy. Um, and also, I'd, I'd sort of blend that out into Tex-Mex in Southern California. So um, I think if I, were to, if I were to say I had a favorite, it would probably be um, Mexican-like. Oh, I'm right with you. I, I, I'm a foodie, so I like all types of food. But yes, my homage is to the Italian food. But my yep. daughters live in Colorado, and they um, go to these very authentic Mexican street um, vendors. And like, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. The food is just amazing and fresh. And that's the whole thing. If you got fresh ingredients yep. done with love and the great flavors, then you just enjoy it totally. So I totally agree with you guys. Yep, I've spent um, I spent an inordinate number of hours trying to per perfect a red chili sauce for a particular dish that, that we make awesome. about once a month. And um, it, it it always gets a little bit better, but never quite what's what I remember as a child. And actually, uh, a few weeks ago, I was back in California for a few days to visit the recipe, the place, uh, the restaurant where I first experienced this dish that I'm, I'm thinking of. And um, I realized that no, I'm never going to get it because there's there's clearly some secret thing in there. The the love, the pan that never gets washed, whatever it is, um, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to replicate it. And that and that's actually okay. Uh, it's nice. Some things should be that way. I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you both again. This has been great to get to know you. Please join us next time for another episode of Moving the Needle. Thanks for listening, and if you've enjoyed what you've heard, like and subscribe, tell your friends, come back soon, and be sure to visit ANA.com. Thanks again.